Welcome to Just Like Magic with Hannah Noel. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm a business alignment leader here to lead you back to your magic to create a sustainable and profitable business. Your magic never left you, and by being here, you're proving to yourself how worthy you are of incredible wealth. After increasing my income by three times in three months, I found my passion in helping women define and create success for them. This podcast is a spirituality-based business podcast where we are focusing on starting and growing businesses. We'll be exploring spiritual resources to use in our pursuit of freedom and flexibility in business. I'll be joined by experts in business and spirituality as we go on this exploration together. You are worthy, you are loved, and it's time to create massive abundance, just like magic. Welcome back, everybody, to Just Like Magic. Today, we are talking about human design, and I have a very special human design expert here, Amy Elizabeth. She is the founder of a, is it multi-million dollar company now, Aligned by Design? And um, yeah, I'm honored to have you on. I was just telling Amy before that I actually wasn't 100% sure on if I was starting this podcast or not. And (laughs) she posted that she was doing podcast interviews and I knew that you would be someone that I would want to have on if I did do it. So I messaged her. I was like, yeah, I'm starting this brand new podcast. Honestly, not even sure if I was going to or not yet, but you guys, when she said, yeah, I'd love to be on, I was like, that's my sign. All right, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm honored that you're here. I'm excited that you're here. And Amy, what, you know, tell us about you, what your business is, and just anything you feel like sharing. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast, your brand new podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to be part of the rolling out of it and all of the things. So thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you for the intro. Yeah, I am a human design expert. I am the founder and CEO of the brand Aligned by Design HD. And I am also a mother. I am a divorcee. I have a new relationship. I have a blended family of seven. I have a very big full life and a very big, full, thriving business. And in human design terminology, I'm a 5-1 splenic projector. So if anyone that is already familiar with human design, that will tell you a lot about me. Um, But I am actually a former teacher and I really started my transition into the online uh, business world in 2018, uh, behind the scenes, really just doing it for fun. I had no idea what was going to come. I literally had no idea. I was teaching full-time. I had my two daughters at the time. And then 2019, everything changed in my entire life, my entire world. And I went all in on my business. I ended up taking a leave from teaching because my marriage was uh, really on the rocks. He he was going through some very personal things at the time. I found out I was pregnant with our third and I was like, I can't do all of it anymore. Really in true integrity and understanding of being a projector and why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I kind of, that was my, my push from the universe because I was being very stubborn and living in a lot of fear that this could even become anything and how could I ever leave my teaching career. Um, and I went all in and my business completely took off. So I was really the establishment inside of the coaching industry to bring human design to the forefront of coaching, blend the two worlds together and really make it very mainstream. 
make it very uh, attractive and magnetizing and also fun and freeing for people to use in their businesses. So my business took off. It was thriving um, into 2020. I had my first million dollar year, which was incredible. My husband left at the time uh, in January, 2020. I had a four month old baby, my two girls, the world shut down. And I was like, I am, this is it. It's going to be a million dollar year. January 2020 started as a, a just under 10k month and in May was the first six figure cash month. So things happened really 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 fast. I focused on alignment. I continued to deepen, invest, allow myself to grow and expand and really roll with the punches of life and understanding polarity and renavigation and sexy work celebration amongst you know with perspective really celebration with perspective and fast forward to my life now in 2022 as we come to an end um I'm in a beautiful relationship now and like I said we have uh together we have five children inside of our home I moved this year literally every milestone I like I still am overwhelmed with oh my gosh life is pinch me. I can't believe this is real life still. It's so crazy. That's me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I I actually just found you, man, maybe a month ago or something like that. And when I saw you posted something about a blended family and I was like, oh my gosh. So she had to have been a single mom at some point and I'm a single mom. And so I just automatically for that reason resonated with you. And I'm a splenic projector too. I'm a six, two splenic projector. So then I like just felt connected to you even more. And I think one of the things that I love so much about the coaching industry and what it's, what it's like online is how we can take other people's stories and use them as inspiration for ourselves. So, you know, seeing, knowing that you're a splenic projector where it was a single mom. Um, I only have one daughter, but still just all the connections. <clears throat> My daughter's a generator. I know yours are, your kids are manifesting generators. So some similarities there as well. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, I just immediately felt connected to you. And I was like, okay, like this is cool. And it's actually really funny. I had just recently muted a whole bunch of the other, uh, other coaches that I follow as a way to really find my own voice and find how I shared things and how I served because I found myself taking too much inspiration from too many people. Um, and right in the middle of that is when I found you and I was like, Oh, I'm not muting her. Like I (laughs) connected with everything and I had kind of established a little bit of my own power, my own, um, voice before that anyway. So yeah, I just, I think, I think women, especially sharing their stories and their success and how they've got to where they've gotten to is so powerful, um, just to inspire others. Like that's such Mm -hmm. a huge, that's such a huge goal of mine is just, if if I know that, you know, I'm regular, like when I get messages saying, oh my gosh, like this changed my life or, you made me see something completely different or wow, like I've found hope and inspiration in your story. It's like, okay, the, the vulnerability or the, you know, maybe the fear that we, (laughs) that we have when it comes to sharing pieces of our story. It's just, I see, I see how I've been inspired by people like you, by other people who share their, their truth and their story. And so I love that I get to be that for other people 
as well. So yeah. I guess my Aww. point in sharing all of that is thank you. <laughs> Aww, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing because, you know, in single motherhood, it's really hard. And there's, I was speaking with somebody the other day too, but there's so many stigmas and there's so many already conditioned stories of what it means to be a single mother, how you're supposed to feel as a single mother, uh, what your financial situation, what your reality is going to be as a single mother. So when I became a single mom, and I was full, full blown, like no financial support. He was not involved. He did not see the kids for a significant period of time. Um, it was, I really actually had a very, I, I remember specifically going into a moment being like, oh my gosh, like this is how people are going to perceive me. This is the story that, you know, people are going to perceive my kids. Teachers at school are going to yeah. see them and they're going to feel. And I was like, oh, I had a really hard moment. And then I would, with my own mentorship, I was like, wow, you know what? I can redefine what it means to be a single mother. I can be the one, like you said, so thank you so much for sharing that because that means so much. I literally was like, I can be the one that redefines what it means to be a single mother, how your kids get to get raised, the freedom that you have. And that's why establishing my business with so much freedom and flexibility was critical to me because I had to be there for my kids. You know, I had no other choice. And I also wanted the things I wanted. I wanted us to thrive. I wanted, you know, there to never be a moment where we felt like we were lacking or couldn't have what a normal quote unquote family would have or a stereotypical family. And I really worked so hard on breaking that story in my mind and the story of our reality. Yeah, I know. And it's definitely when there's so many outside influences and people just reinforcing the story over and over again or when you say you're a single mom and they're like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and it's mm -hmm. like no like don't don't feel sorry for me like I you know I left an abuse uh, an emotionally abusive relationship and I'm like I am free like my daughter doesn't mm -hmm. have to grow up seeing a very toxic relationship and that would have taught her what to expect in a relationship now she has seen uh, an independent mom a strong independent woman like being brave and being bold and not you know not taking crap from anyone and it's definitely yeah it's definitely a story that it can be hard to overcome and can be hard to rewrite because of how many people um just feel so bad for single moms <laughs> and yeah I, I really I don't know of many single moms that embrace that. Like they're all very proud of, them, of themselves for how they got there. And oftentimes it's leaving, you know, toxic relationships and every once in a while, it's just like, Oh, it just didn't work out. But um, I think there's really just so much empowering that can come from, from being true to yourself and loving yourself yeah. and trusting yourself. So. completely congratulations to you because that is huge and so courageous and so brave and like you said like that freedom that's what I felt too I was like ah like I got <laughs> to like live how I wanted to live you know all yeah. those little things where you don't have that heaviness in your world anymore and it just you you do become yourself again so for anyone that is listening and you know in that transition or that curiosity or that desire go for it like you literally have nothing to lose you have everything to gain Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that we riffed on that a little bit because it's definitely such a close, close, uh, close thing to my heart too. But yeah. so something that I think would be really interesting if you shared is 
how did you find human design and what did it do for you as far as just like who you are as Amy? Like what, how did it change things? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I was on a run. Um, I love running. I love working out. It's always been a part of my life. I've been an athlete my whole life. Um, so I was on a run and it was, I remember June of 2020, 18, and I had just gone back to work. I actually went back to work early from my maternity leave. So it was about two months into it. And, um, I heard about human design, like it was literally just a random podcast. And I, I, I sprinted home, like I ran home and I got to my computer and I was like, what is this put in my stuff? And then I was like, I'm a projector. I read all about it. I was like, oh my, like, this actually makes perfect sense. I was like, thank goodness. Like, you know, I've <laughs> always loved, like I read astrology or even like numbers and, and like my name meaning and all of the things and like throughout my entire life. But I was like, bingo, this just, this is everything. So it gave me so much clarity and so much internal trust and validation of what I've already felt and how it kind of carved a pathway that would essentially align to that in the conditions of societal understanding, you know, even being a teacher and having summers off, right? I always had the, like the summer of just like relaxing and not working. Um, jobs that I chose in my teenage years and my early twenties were all very projector jobs. I'd work really hard and then there'd be a lot of lax in it. So um, a lot of leadership roles as a five one, a lot of studying and learning, right? So all of these all made sense. And I was like, wow. And then I started to make sense of the, the ways that I was misaligned and what was occurring in my life that didn't feel good. And it gave me an answer as to why that didn't feel good. Not what was wrong with it, but why it didn't feel good and true for me. And that was the biggest realization and change in my life because that was the moment where I was really putting my work out into the world of, I didn't know what it was gonna be. I had no idea, just, just for fun, you know? And I was like, oh, that's why I'm doing this. You know, there's something under here. I just had this very intuitive feeling that there was something so much bigger. So it opened up my eyes, it opened up my mind, it opened up my perspective, and it literally zoomed me into the path that I was supposed to be on. Um, so from there, obviously, then understanding my kids. So I had my two girls at the time. So obviously ran their charts right away. And it also helped me understand and just observe, watch what was going on, watch their personalities, watch how they responded to things, how I would respond or react to something, and how I could begin to shift the situation and potential outcome with serving them through my parenting in the best way possible. And then as I started getting one to one clients, I started to adapt that into my coaching. So instead of what I thought, was right. It would be what is right based on them. And I would relay that information through the coaching conversation, not what I thought was best, but truly what would be aligned for them in my support moving forward. Yeah, that is huge. And I felt the same way when I found out I was a projector, I was like, Oh my gosh, no wonder I couldn't, you know, hold these nine to five 40 hour a week jobs for more than four months. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like it all made sense. Like, oh no, I'm not lazy. I just, you know, you're expected to work when you work an hourly job, you're expected to be on the whole for every mm -hmm. hour, you know? And it's like eight hours of work for me is like three days of work for most people. And so right. it's like, I, I just got burned out so quickly. Um, so yeah, I had a very similar experience of just being like so relieved and so affirmed in who I was. Yeah. And, I still laugh about my six, two, because I use, you know, things have just always come naturally to me, the, the two line. And, um, 
I remember feeling like I used to have to justify it all the time. Mm -hmm. And the same with my spleen, the splenic intuition, like feeling like I have to give an answer or explain why something is the way it is or why I do something or how I'm just so good at something automatically. And that would hold me back because then I felt like I couldn't just be good at something because then people would think it's either inauthentic or they would think, you know, whether that I was lying about how I learned something or whatever the case may be. And so then I would hold myself back to not get that attention. Um, And then this, you know, with my sixth line, just having the natural wisdom about things, people would be like, you're only 24, like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously and I'm like okay but you don't understand like I can see you better than you can see yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it was all um it's been and I did the same thing with my daughter's chart too she's a one three um emotional generator and so okay. that taught me a lot about I realized that my experience of being able to kind of be in the unknown and not have to know everything and go like it, I'm I'm comfortable in like the maybes or like we'll see but with her one like she really wants answers especially as a 10 year old like she wants to understand why things work away or why we're doing something and I realized I was actually creating an unsafe environment for her mm-hmm. all very unintentionally obviously um and I also wasn't letting her try things out for herself I would try to give her the answers on something which right. goes against her three line and yeah so learning that about, um, learning those things about her and about me and our differences, like now I've been able to create a space and create a home where she can, you know, where I, I just have to tell her yes or no on something, whether, you know, she likes it or not, instead of trying to like, see what would happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's either a yes or no. Um, and then letting her do things in her own way, instead of me telling her, well, if you do it this way, it's going to be quicker, like let her figure that out on exactly which yeah yeah, was very empowering too for me as a mom knowing that I'm equipping her the way that she was designed to be to live life um, and letting her learn herself as well Mm -hmm. exactly yeah exactly and that's really where the self-trust is built inside of ourselves and many of us as uh, adults are learning how to do that but when we can empower our kids to trust their own uniqueness or individuality or answers within themselves or ways that they operate and work, we're setting them up with so much potential success in their futures. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing all that. Cause I think it's so cool to see how people come across it. I don't, I honestly don't even remember how I first heard of human design. It was just like, I think I randomly followed someone actually, I think that's what it was on Instagram. So I randomly followed somebody who said they were a generator and I was like, huh, I wonder what I am. And then I found out I was a projector and then I just went on like a like, <laughs> um, rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but okay. So one of the things that since I, I am talking about what I know about, I have, I would say a like beginning to intermediate understanding of human design. Um, I use it with my clients as well, like helping them at least understand their um, type, their authority and their profile. We, we go over that um, enough for them to start getting some understanding of them themselves. But I would love your experience with the, is it maybe thousands, hundreds of clients, however many people you've worked with? Um, what is something that most entrepreneurs overlook in their chart or something that they just don't take as seriously potentially that would really help their businesses better? 
Okay, um, first of all would be their profile lines in terms of, I know uh, people understand that, but they don't actually use that in their marketing. They don't use it in their creation of programs. They don't use it in you know their own buying. They really don't utilize their lines to the highest potential of how we could be selling ourselves and our attraction points to bring people into our world. So I would say that's the biggest thing. And then also how we manage and do life and business, right? We still generalize that very much. Like even thinking about questions or answers or whatever that I've heard from, from peers in regards to how they run their business, it's aligned with their lines and at the same time, it's very generalized, right? Like have a team and build a team and and offload this and have them do this where it's just like, okay, that's fine. And that seems like business 101, but there's so much there's so much more potential in how we could lead our team and lead our businesses when we actually own what those profile lines are for ourselves. So I would say that's the biggest thing. I know that's a little bit... Uh, Again, people know that, but they aren't utilizing it, especially in marketing, selling, buying, and running their businesses. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that just made me remember that you just recently posted about that. <laughs> it was such <laughs> a valuable post that, you know, for each line, things to focus on in your marketing or things to focus on in your coaching. And yeah, that is so unique because I'm even, you know, like I said, beginning to intermediate level. And so I know, like, I understand what each of the lines, kind of their general idea, um, but not knowing how to apply that knowledge to mm -hmm. your business itself. So that is super valuable for sure. Yeah. And I think you actually just said such a keyword is like the application. So a lot of people know and, you know, we learn it and we feel it and we do it. But then when it comes down to applying, even applying decision making from your authority, applying your energy type into how you run your businesses, people don't apply it. They use it. They be it. But they don't apply it. So I would say, you know, overall, that is a huge piece that even as you integrate, but they don't apply. Um, so I would say that's a huge piece that people need to like actually bring to the forefront of their work and put it into their businesses. Yeah, totally makes sense. So is that something you would say is like one of the biggest um, pitfalls of entrepreneurs when it comes to human design, not applying it? Or is there anything else that they're missing? Yeah, I would say it's it's like literally getting swept up into the speed of things, the comparison of things, and the way that things are supposed to be. So I would say most people that come to me, even as they're extremely successful, right, like seven-figure businesses, they're still not doing the internal work of their design. So whether that, if, if we go into centers, they're still not deconditioning and continuing to go deeper into the unsexy work of an undefined center. So all of a sudden they're having, you know, a multi six figure cash month and they're still feeling invalidated. They're still feeling unworthy. They're mm -hmm. still feeling not good enough. Right. And it's like, whoa, how quickly we can transmute that energy and bring it into something really powerful and magnetizing in our businesses rather than sitting in that not self theme and staying there for as long as people do. So I think it's the speed at which we are looking around. And, you know, if we go from, if we compare it to our nine to five corporate lifestyles, that's what's happening inside of the industry. And that's what happens so easily and so quickly. And that's where human design has to be such a 
fundamental piece of people's businesses and lives and something to always be having your eyes on because that switch happens so quickly for people. Yeah. I know when I started deconditioning all the different centers, I have, um, there's nine centers, right? So I have six undefined, um, and my, I think it's my solar plexus is open as well. Mm -hmm. And then the, my root, my spleen and my ego are defined. And so I, when I realized all the, there was a podcast episode I listened to somewhere that was all about deconditioning each of the centers. And, you know, she went through, if it's defined, these are good questions to ask yourself. If it's undefined, these are good questions to ask yourself. And I listened to the whole thing. And I realized that in almost every center, I would say there was something I needed to decondition, which was like, Mm -hmm. kind of overwhelming, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even know where to start. So I just started from the bottom and went up because I felt like the bottom is obviously like grounding. So if I started there, then that that seemed right to me. (laughs) That felt good to me. Um, What is obviously I know all aspects of the chart are so important and I've seen that happen just in my life as I've gone through and deconditioned and learned more about my channels and my gates and my Mm -hmm. centers, all of it. Um, But is there any specific center that you would say is a good one to focus on or start with as entrepreneurs when it comes to deconditioning? Mm -hmm. Heart center. So I would say your heart center undefined and defined. So in the deconditioning of of the undefined, that's that unworthiness, that's the seeking validation, that is the comparison, that's the, you know, the never good enough, no matter what you do and or being completely stopped before you even step forward because of those fears, because of the past experiences. Um, And then as a defined heart, I have a defined heart and I've had to do a lot of deconditioning of like, I want what I want, you know, and I have enough drive to let myself go for it. And a lot of the deconditioning has come from, you know, the stigma of being a woman, the stigma of being a mother, the stigma of, you know, you have to sacrifice. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) The stigma of, you know, why would you want more? You have enough, right? So it's like this very like inner world, uh, how do I step out and, and really be in that power rather than give that power away to settle, to make everybody else comfortable. Mm. So heart center is huge because we're being seen right in this space, in this world, we are being seen. It is very visible. So if we're afraid to be seen or we're feeling unworthy of being seen in the undefined heart, we have to clean that up. If we are dimming down our potentiality of being seen with the defined heart, we're literally giving our own internal like um, system, like anxiety, like we're, we're creating like sparks inside that aren't working. Right. And we're like, we're not letting it work. So we're making it so much more difficult on both ends. Wow. Yeah. And to clarify, the heart center is also known as the ego, right? The ego power. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard multiple, All of the names. Yeah, I know. I've heard multiple terms for, for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. It's so interesting. You say the internal like anxiety and the sparks flying off. I have realized this year. This year has been like such a crazy growth year for me. And I think it was over summer sometime. <laughs> I realized that I was a functioning um, anxiety ridden person. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I didn't actually realize I was anxious until I started evaluating things. And I was looking at my, you know, my patterns and my behaviors and my responses to things. And I realized, 
wait, this is all anxiety, but I'm just really good at covering it. You know, it's like an alcoholic who nobody would think they were an alcoholic because they're a functioning alcoholic. Like that was basically, I realized how I was living my life. And so, you know, you explaining that and me with a defined heart, I didn't, I didn't even realize that was connected. Mm -hmm. And so you saying that is just like, for me personally, like really powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so true. And, and like you said, like so many people don't realize those, those aspects, right. Where they're feeling a certain way because the, um, response or trauma response or like, you know, survival response has been just do it, mask it, you know, don't deal with that. Don't notice that because there's something that needs to be accomplished, completed, done, live, survive. Yeah, absolutely. I I realized I had lived in a freeze trauma response for a large majority of my life. Um, and that was yeah. very eye-opening too, because it was, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe a couple months into my business. And I was kind of like, you know, like, oh, what do I want to do next? And I I blamed it on ADHD. I was like, oh, I just, I could just can't decide. And one of my friends was, she called me and she was like, you know, it could totally be an ADHD thing, but mm-hmm. do you think that maybe you're in a freeze response? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> like I can yeah. see how that's possible. And I think for, for me, what deconditioning has looked like is a lot of that, like real honest, vulnerability with myself um and asking really hard questions and answering them honestly like as much as I didn't want to or I didn't like the answer that came up I know that for me has been a big part of my deconditioning process um what has what has that looked like for you how do you go through deconditioning yeah same thing like it literally is radical responsibility it is the devotion to evolution because we can't evolve if we're not deconditioning. We just can't, we have to mm-hmm. hold that polarity. And it really is like that willingness to do that. I call it the unsexy work, like to cry, mm-hmm. to, to admit stuff, you know, to become the purest version of yourself through those difficult conversations through, yeah, admitting through breaking down that ego through allowing yourself to, desire to be that elevated version that is just like squeaky clean with everything not perfect yeah and owning that in you know the humane imperfection that we're all supposed to born be born to live and experience right and then on that side it's giving the grace um giving the compassion and the understanding and you know not being robotic and and really finding that sweet spot and that balance of how do you be both you know and allowing yourself and I obviously mentorship is is the biggest space of like where you can be that and somebody that understands you can hold you and your standards in your business where you know you need to be growing towards and still give that space for you to be really human and clean up the stuff because our businesses are completely energetic if we're not in integrity with what we speak about our businesses aren't going to work yeah oh that's so true and I that was something else I noticed too is I was being one person online in my business. And this was, I was, um, actually just like fighting single mom stigma, essentially, like everything I was posting was about supporting single moms and like fighting the shame and the stigma. Um, and I kind of started slowly to roll out like some, um, like e-workbooks essentially. And I realized, and now I look back at my, and this was a year ago, I look back at myself a year ago and it's like, 
I was, I just carried myself, not at all me. Like I, I acted like more bubbly than I really was in real life. Like I, I was trying to like be someone that I'm just not, honestly, I don't even know exactly what I was trying to be, but I realized that that was just holding me back because it was not in alignment with who I was and people could see that. And this year, as I've learned about energetics and learned about the attraction and all the universal laws, like I've Mm -hmm. realized that I was repelling people so much by trying to be someone else. And that's one of the things I teach help my clients figure out is who they really truly are and how to show up as them. And then also how to create systems and, you know, using their chart and their authority and their centers and everything to, to figure out a way to run their business for them. Like you said, you know, using their chart to kind of guide them that way. Um, It's definitely a piece of what I do too, because I think there's you know, if you listen to outside influences on, on Instagram or wherever someone might, you know, um, pick up business advice or marketing advice or sales advice, like people have so many different, um, ways of doing things. Like they have so Mm -hmm. many different opinions and it's going to be right for everyone. And it's also going to be wrong. Well, not for everyone, but it's going to be right and wrong. Like yeah. the same advice would apply to someone and not apply to someone else just based on who you are. Um, and it just, for me, it comes back to that alignment and that energetics because you have to be yeah. true to yourself. Completely. And anchoring the power to know that, right. To know the difference. Oh, this is good for me or this isn't good for me. Yeah. Right. And this does apply or this doesn't without taking it out on yourself. Right. And that's where people get stuck in it. Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I'm doing it wrong. It works for her. It doesn't work for me. Right. And really coming back to self and be like, Oh, it's just not right. Right. It's just <laughs> not the way I operate. So let's find the way that, 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 that does work because there's always a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so semi-selfishly, I have a question that's just kind of for me and anybody else who's a splenic authority. What has that been like for you? I love learning about people, how their spleen works for them, because I think it's fascinating. I find the the splenic intuition fascinating. So what's that been like for you? (laughs) My whole life, um, before I knew about human design and on this path, I have always been very intuitive. I've always been very connected. Um, So I've had like a lot of experiences, even like supernatural kind of experiences that like, I'm like, I know, like I'm on another plane. So I feel like that's definitely, that has been my spleen trying to connect and become louder. Um, but it does really operate in, in very like direct, do this, <laughs> say this, go do, it tells me what to do. You know, um, my relationship with it has been my biggest thing, understanding the fear I feel when that happens and cultivating the speed to go move with it. So it's like seeing it and being like, like being on a roller coaster, looking at a roller coaster and being like, I'm going on that thing right now, you know, and instead of like standing in line, you like bypass the line, you hop on, you're like, let's go, even though you're like shaking. <laughs> so my experience has been literally like that. It's, it's the, the funnest ride of your entire life, but the whole time you're so scared. So that's why I talk so much about courage. I talk about walking with fear. I talk about becoming fearless and it's not, not becoming not scared of something, but learning how to cultivate the movement with the fear and how it's not meant to stop you. 
So my spleen is very clear. It is very direct. Um, it, it like bugs me. Like, for example, I have like my um, office that I've been like redoing for the last freaking month. And <laughs> even today, I'm like, I can't stand this. Like my spleen is like, just do it, go do it, like change this around or take that back. Or you know what I mean? Like even little things like that, not on the largest scale, but where it's like not just right. And it is communicating me to me and in, in my highest self of what I really desire and not letting me settle. I do find our spleens will not let us settle on things either. Like mm -hmm. it calls you to your highest point of like, this is where, what you're meant to do, where you're meant to be, how you're meant to invest, where you're meant to move to, like what you're meant to go say right now. And that's where you have to turn off the brain. And it is a, a direct channel. It's, it's a channel. Oh my gosh. I love the way that you described all of that. Cause I feel the same way. Like my spleen, I, we have a bitter, bittersweet relationship. <laughs> I love her. I hate her because it is that very much. So I, well, I don't hate her, but it's very much. So the, yeah, uh, just the, that all those feelings, all of that was scary. The scary. Yeah. The fear and like, okay, but we're, we're doing it. We're going to go on the roller coaster because we know it's going to, we know it's going to be a great ride, but I'm terrified and I might throw up, but it's going to exactly. be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love the, um, oh, the not settling. That is, I hadn't, I've never heard anybody speak about this feeling that way, but I totally can see that in my life because even now we are living in Southern California and there's this conversation of, do we really want to stay here because of, you know, just property prices or stuff. just the cost of living is significantly higher here than other places we've lived in the past. Um, but the bottom line is I don't want to move. Like I want to live here for mm. the rest of my life. I don't want to move somewhere else for five years and then buy a house and move back. Like I, oh, that makes me like feel not good. <laughs> and right. So hearing you say the not settling, I'm like, okay, so my spleen is like, no, Hannah, you're figuring this out and you're staying here for forever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like when you do follow the, you know, the pathway of our logic instead of the spleen, you do end up in regret. And that's like, it, I can hear like, that's what you're debating. Like, am yeah. I going to regret this? Yeah. Right. Oh, am I going to regret that's moving? Exactly yeah. What yeah. So that's where it's like, it's not letting you settle because if you settle, you're just going to be in the most not self of the spleen, which is that resentment, that bitterness, I mean, bitterness for projectors, yeah. but really that space of like, I, this wasn't correct. This wasn't what I was meant to do. And that's the intuition. You know what you're meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the way you describe that. Cause that, I know that will help any other splenic authorities listening. Mm -hmm. What, so here's another random question. What types have, or can have a splenic authority? So projectors, and then we have um, our uh, manifestors. So generators and many gens will always have the sacral. So that will always override yeah. this, the uh, splenic. They obviously all could also be emotional on top of that. And then obviously reflectors do not have any. So we have our projectors and we have our manifestors. Okay. So any splenic projectors or manifestors out there, I hope I, I mean, you just said so many different things that I've never heard anybody say before with the spleen or of a splenic authority. And I'm sure that's because you have one. So you have <laughs> experience people who don't have it, don't know how to speak about it. <laughs> so right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why it was important to me to ask you because I'm like, I don't know of many splenic anything. Like most people I know have something else for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's interesting to learn more about that for sure. Um, all right. Well, 
I could talk about this all day because, I <laughs> but <laughs> I will wrap it up. Are there any final thoughts you have about anything? Yeah. I mean, like really allowing the, the journey of human design. Like I find with human design, you just like, you never go back. Right. So allow yourself to be on the path that you're on, explore it, get into it as much as like you said, go down the rabbit hole. If that's where you're going, if you're dipping your toe, dip your toe, but just do not walk away from it when it enters your life, like really allow it to open any door or however many doors it's meant to open in the time it is and just have fun with it. Right. Like so many people, again, are putting so much pressure or like information, like explore it in your life, like find your own way of defining something through experience, like let it be light, let it be beautiful and let your life change from that. I love it. I love that so much. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. Are there, um, oh no, where can the people find you or connect with you or work with you? What do you have coming up? Amazing. Well, um, I'm on Instagram, mostly the Amy Elizabeth, which is my personal one, uh, aligned by design HD on Instagram. And I have a huge transition that is coming up into January, which I think is when this will be out. So just keep your eyes on both of those pages because there will be something new and completely evolved that is emerging right now. So that's all I will say about that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm excited to see what that is. Like I said, I'm new to your world. And so just being here and watching, you know, everything that you've done so far is really exciting. So I'm excited oh, to see you. what else is coming up. Um, all right. Well, with that, listeners, I hope you guys learned a lot. I know I did. And um, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It means so much to me that you have chosen to spend just a little bit of your day with me here on Just Like Magic. If you have a specific question that you want me to answer, or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send me a message on Instagram so we can make that happen for you. And if you feel called to share this episode, please tag me wherever you share it. So then I can thank you with a freebie that is just going to continue on this amazing work that we are doing. Until then, I hope you have a great day. Go create an amazing life and an amazing business, just like magic.